welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Berg-Rapper. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge season 35, Total Madness, episode 12, entitled Pictures of You. Pictures of you. I guess this is Corey looking at his pictures of his child. His sweet baby. The child that would not speak to him on the video phone. Hey now, jumping ahead. Jumping ahead, folks. Folks, if you haven't done it already, please rate this podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app and give us a nice little review. That would help this podcast out, and we thank you so, so much. Also, we do a Patreon, folks. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. The $5 bonus tier gets you two bonus episodes a month. Uh, and uh, we had a really fun time with our first bonus episode of June where we recorded a little bit of every single day of last week. And we talked about some challenge gossip. You even get to hear our reactions about recording last week's recap, Did We Not Ash? Yeah, that's right. We did. Because we had a lot of. So we had tough times. Let's just say we had tough times last week putting together our words, uh, making sure that they were right on point, and we felt comfortable saying what we needed to say before we started our recap. And yeah, it took a lot out of us. Um, this week, I don't think is going to be as taxing, right? That is correct. I mean, yeah, they're still cutting D completely out of this show. It's wild. It's crazy. I'm I, I am shocked at how far they have gone to remove her I from mean, this she, franchise. Pretty much non existent in this episode, except for the fact that she was involved heavily in a win and a tribunal once again. I saw her forehead a few times right. where it'd be like in the bottom of the screen. I know. Because they were trying to cut around her. I mean, for the most part, it seems like they obviously had way more time to cut up this episode. Yeah. So it was a lot. It, this episode was 90 minutes. As far as I can tell, we zipped through commercials, but it was 90 minutes rather than it just being an hour like last week. And there was only one really goofy cut that I saw when last week there was a couple of really jagged sort of edit points. Right. Um, this one even, this episode had a storyline you could follow yeah. a little bit better. I enjoyed this episode uh, a lot more. It seems like I would have really liked last week's episode intact. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think we all would have liked it. Yeah, just because th- what was removed, because since recording the recap of last week, I've actually watched the deleted scenes um, and what was removed was a lot of drama involving one of my favorite characters in the whole wide world, Josh, where he sheds tears and he gets into a fight with D. But we didn't see any of that. Uh, but this week, although D is involved in this show still, um, she is cut completely out, almost 100%. But we still do get, we didn't mention this last week, but if you guys are watching the show, you know, they are putting up like a call to action, uh, a kind of... Um, Explain some... what that means to people who don't have, who haven't worked in television. Well, you know, I don't even know if this is, was there a place to go, a website yeah, to go there to? Yeah, was a text or a number to text. So uh, on certain television shows that I watch, or I watched, um, yes, definitely that I watched, but that I've uh, been involved in, when they are tackling some serious issues or a serious issue comes up, 
uh, before or after the episode, like you'll see a title card come up with like a website or a phone number. Let's just say if something mentions, I don't know, suicide, they may have the suicide hotline. If there is some sort of abusive, you know, spousal or some sort of abuse situation, they'll say, you know, abuse is always wrong. If you're dealing with abuse, go to www.whatever.com. There seems to be, I, I, are we going to get it every single episode? Because last week and this week, they mention that D is still in this show, That, uh, but MTV is, you know, 100% behind the Black Lives Matter movement, and that D will not be participating in the Challenge Total Madness um, Reunion. Reunion. Did it say that this, it this week? It did say oh, that wow. she was not going to be in there. So a CTA basically is like a uh, a still shot in the beginning or the end of a show, which gives you information on where to go and deal with this sensitive issue. Yes, pretty much. And it's interesting. Both weeks, last week and this week, they got one all based around D. Um, I mean, and where's the one based around Zach? Yeah, I mean that was way more triggering on television i mean unless you're knee deep in in instagram you probably have no idea why d yeah you know for the older watchers of the challenge you know i mean those people in their 40s 50s 60s i'm sure that they're out there they must be like what is going on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if my grandson would just come over with his tablet I could maybe find out what is going on. But, you know, not, uh, I mean, we're not going to really talk about it any longer. I think we've given it all we can. But uh, this week, a little easier for us, I think. Um, And you know what, Ash? I'm not too sure there's anything left to do but begin. So previously on um, last week's show, Josh and Melissa won the tribunal, and then they picked Johnny to be their third. And Johnny and Josh conspired behind Melissa's back to throw in D against Maddie, who had had who had asked the house to vote her in. D and Maddie went head to head in a nightmare elimination that D won, and that was what happened last week. Wow. This episode starts with people filing back into the bunker. Once in the bunker, there's some people in the bunks. It's Kyle, it's Josh, Johnny, Fessy, Melissa. They're all kind of standing around talking, you know, uh, one would say decompressing from what they saw. Johnny is joking around. He's like, I can't believe Josh and Rogan would do something like that. He's saying that to Melissa, taking himself out of what happened, which was a blindside um, on Johnny and Josh's part. Uh, they blinded Melissa. They blindsided her. They did not blind her. Thank God. Um, Melissa, she seems more upset with Josh in this situation. She's like, Josh, you promised me. And then she's like, I can't trust any of you. Josh is like, I never said promise. And then Johnny starts trying to turn this around in an attempt to cover up his own, um, you know, wrongdoing here on Melissa. He tries to turn this around and say that it was for her own good. He's basically like, listen, at any point, D's going to turn on you and you're just we're just helping you get one step ahead. It's not if it's when. Yeah. And then uh, Josh says, can I get a hug? And Melissa's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. What what about the last 12 minutes of conversation makes you think that we're going to hug Josh? So I, uh, <laughs> what a silly. And then in an interview, Josh is like, man, this is not what I expected. I didn't expect Melissa to react this way. Also, 
I got to get a red skull. Um, and then Melissa in an interview says that she hates Josh even more now. Wow. Even more than before, which where he didn't do anything. He just, yeah, what be, happened? Just Josh being Josh elicited a response from Melissa of hate. I'm beginning to think we're the only people who like Josh. <laughs> I love Josh. I can 100% see why people might be annoyed by Josh. Yeah. He just seems like a guy who um, is a little goofy. He tries a little hard. And what we're hearing this this week is he's a floater. Yeah, it seems like he can't be trusted. Floater's going to float. One might say. In the strategy room, Bailey and Swaggy are talking. These two, we often see them together. I, I can't tell if they are being antisocial. Um, or if this is just a result of having your significant other in the house. But it's often just the two of them together. We saw them, we would at times see them with Wes, but now he's gone. So they're having a little chat. They're saying, like, we've played a great game. Um, they're talking. Gosh, look at us. We've played a great game. Just two rookies slash prospects in the house with the television show that you're on almost over, and neither of us have a red skull. Boy, oh boy, what a game we've played. This is, with the tooting of the horns here on 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 Bailey and Swaggy, what game? They're keeping you out of purgatory so that people who have been around longer can get the skulls that they want. You have not played a good game. You have played a shit game. Mm, I disagree. There are people that ha- are rookies in this game that have skulls, and they are not. Yeah, but most of the rookies in this game, excuse me, prospects, MTV's now branding rookies as prospects, most of the prospects of this season have gone home. And Swaggy and Bailey have managed to fly under the radar and not go into an elimination. Sure, you could say that they're keeping them around, but you know, would you say that about Nani and Josh as well? No, but Nani and Josh are trying to get skulls. I don't know. They're not good competitors either, Nani or Josh. So I'm not I would not compare them to to Nani or Josh as like, hey, look, they're like these two people who clearly don't have what it takes to win the challenge. But they have what it takes to stay in the game longer than mm, I don't know, Ashley Mitchell. She went home in like the second week. Or or remember the first rookie, Jen, who went home? I mean, rookies went home. Even though this was a Red Skull, even though the format changed things, people were still throwing in newbies, and Swaggy and Bailey did not go into an elimination. I don't know. You're Bailey. You're saying, wow, look at the game we played, and then you, you look around, and Anissa has a Red Skull. I, I don't know if that's a great game you've played. I really don't. I kind of feel like they've been sort of flopping around. They they lived off of West for a little bit. And now it's time to put up or shut up for these two. But definitely don't talk about the game. You're just sitting in a house right now. You haven't earned anything. So, I mean, you you are not in the game yet. I feel like they've both been on a lot of tribunals. They've been in games. They have alliances. And a lot of tribunals and haven't made it work for either of them to get in there and win a Red Skull. I'm not saying they've played a perfect game. No, they haven't played a perfect game. I just don't think that we should be saying, hey, look at the game we've played. Neither of you, you have you're, you're, you have a, a, an alliance that can't be broken. You always have an extra vote on your side. And you still can't figure out a way to get yourself in the in the purgatory or your sig, sig of in purgatory. 
I don't know. Well, maybe that's what this episode's about. Well, maybe. (laughs) Fessy, in an interview, he says, um, you know, I played Big Brother with Swaggy, and he was very confident on that show. And I don't think he's found his place here. And I, I, I see that. I feel like Swaggy hasn't really clicked in in a way that maybe Bailey has. Um, that brings us to the bunks where we hear Kyle talking. He's saying that um, him, Josh, Corey, and Swaggy are all fighting to get Red Skulls this week. It's a guy's elimination. And uh, Rogan says we're at the part, we're at the place where it's going to get weird, meaning we're at the part of the season where things are going to get weird. And then in just a, I guess we could say a filler interview, Kyle says um, he wants to help his parents retire. <laughs> That's why he wants to win. He says that his parents gave him such a good life that it's time to repay it. It's time to finally give my parents a million dollars so they can retire. I don't know why people all like whenever they say why they want the money, it's it's always kind of funny. I know it's not supposed to be, but it's never the only time it ever wasn't. I feel like was Amanda because I feel I remember hearing something about her dad was in really poor health. But like everybody else, it's like, yeah, I want to buy my dad a house or something. Well, or... you can't just be like, I'd like to take a vacation and spend most of that money on alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you can't say that, I it guess. It seems they... ingenuine when they're saying this stuff. Um, that brings us to the strategy room. Josh and Fessy are talking. Josh is saying like, I can't believe we made it this far. Lots of patting each other on the back this episode. Josh, I can't believe we made it this far. And it seems that he's talking about big brother people. I love that now he's talking like this big brother alliance. Like, we're all here together, man. Yeah. I can't believe this. It's just like, Josh, you shunned these people for 11 episodes. These are not your friends. Right. You're Johnny Banana's best friend. You know what I mean? Like, you're, Besties. Per- you're pretending as if, like, you have had this big brother thing. Unless this is something that we just did not see. But, I mean, just him and Fessy sitting on that couch having this conversation and just Fessy being like, yeah, all right, man. And then Josh being like, wow, best friends at it again. And I'm just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You are on, standing on a bar screaming at Swaggy yeah. a few episodes ago. You do not have an alliance with these friends from Big Brother. Mm-mm. And now you're like, I can't believe we all made it, man. The old gang is back. <laughs> this is exactly why I think people hate Josh, and it is precisely why I love him. Josh says he's been having nightmares about the Red Skull. He just hopes it all works out. That brings us to the bunks where Corey is looking at pics of Ryder and talking about how he needs a Red Skull. Um, I'm pretty sure that Ryder is a challenge baby. I'm pretty sure Ryder was conceived on the challenge. Do you think, like this shot of Corey looking at photos yeah do you think he was doing that already and the cameras caught him or do you think he was like hey man come here i'm gonna go look at photos of my kid and then you can take a video of it i think he did it and the cameras saw him and then he amped it up right yeah like because there is two angles of it exactly like i feel like from my experience working on like a docuseries whenever you you become aware when the camera's watching you and then you kind of play into it i think that's what he was doing um, that brings us to the FaceTime room where he's FaceTiming Ryder, his little baby, his little baby girl, and she is not having it. She doesn't want to talk to him. She looks away from the camera. She gets up. She walks away. This made me sad. Yeah, she's mad. She's mad at him. He's asking her why. Cheyenne's like, she doesn't know why. She's two. 
<laughs> but we all know why. It's because you're gone again. Yeah. Great. Um, I, I like these. I, I would love her to come back on the challenge. Cheyenne? Yeah. And I like their co-parenting. It makes me, I guess what I'm trying to say is we should start watching Teen Mom. We see Nelson comforting Corey. He's crying. Yeah. Nelson's giving this him a This is a real talk. cinema verte sort of scene here. This is real sneaky camera. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't want to in- get involved in Corey's tears, but he kind of creeped around like a, a corner. The cameraman. Yeah. And yeah. so he's, uh, we're really getting a moment with Nelson and uh, and Corey here. And Corey's really crying, man. Those he's, are real tears. He's sad. Those are real dad tears. He's crying. And Nelson's saying like, <sighs> God, Corey has become such a better man over the past few years, and it's because of Ryder. And you know what, Nelson? I agree. I like this version of Corey. I like this arc of Corey. I agree, too. I'm into it. I agree, too. What, what did you think of Nelson's, like, um, consoling? It seemed odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nelson's odd. He's an yeah. odd guy. He's an odd guy, but it felt real. Nelson yeah. loves his friends. Okay, he's like very, like he's like very in tune with his friends. Very, he cares about his friends. Totally, he might hate women. Yeah, I'm not sure if he how he feels about women as a whole, but I know he loves his guy friends. Yeah, and how did you feel about it? Uh, I felt like he was like, fuck, I got to do this right now. All right, I see that camera creeping around the corner. Let's do this. Oh, I thought he was staring very intensely at Corey. Nah, you know, he was. I don't want to take this away from Nelson. He seems like he could be a good friend. I think that he is. I think that he is. He kind of reminds me, his intenseness reminds me of Jesse from Big Brother comforting Dan when Dan was America's player, okay, (laughs) season 10. Guys, we finished it, and we will be talking about it more on the podcast. Yeah, we watched a full season of Big Brother. Now we get all the references. Now we finally understand. The legendary Dan. That brings us to the daily. TJ comes in on a tank and crushes stuff. Ooh, I'm in a tank. And this daily's called Tanks a Lot. Yeah, he's really excited about it, and so are all of the dudes. Literally, this has nothing to do with tanks. Tanks are not used in this. I don't understand why he had a tank. I guess he crushed the stuff that they were grabbing. Is that what it was? Literally don't know. I start seeing the sort of explosion tank action that TJ does right before any of these dailies I check out. Yeah, That's my why you, eyes you, glaze you, over. With, uh, this is, folks, this is happens every week. So the daily begins and about two minutes in to the explanation of the rules... Ashley looks over at me, who's taking diligent notes. Ashley's taking diligent notes. And she looks over at me and goes, what's the name of this? And I go, I got no fucking idea. <laughs> and no, none of us rewind. We just try and figure it out. Well, we rebound today because we do have a uh, DVR. And it is, is a true. luxury. That is true. That Okay, basically, this is a daily that happens in two stages. The first stage is a throwback to the War of Worlds first season where you're basically um, just grabbing as much heavy stuff as you can and you're putting it in a dumpster and then they're weighing the dumpster. You remember this um, when D, nope, who was it? Natalie made Turbo cry and D intervened and then also Turbo got mad at her too. Yes. So you guys remember that? 
God, was that 45 years ago? Turb. Where's Turabi at, man? Who knows? Um, I was following him on Instagram. I don't know what happened. I hope I hope he's making movies. That's what he wanted to do, right? I do. I do hope he's the biggest action star in Turkey as we speak. So once you drag all these things to your bin, so heavy things, um, there's five teams and there's three people on each team. All of the dumpster bins will be weighed and then the two heaviest will go on to stage two which is called Mad Dash, and you just have like a heavy sled that you pull across the finish line. Yeah, you're just pulling a sled, kind of like a the old the old football CrossFit workout, pulling a sled. Apparently, it's incredibly heavy, though. Mm-hmm. Jenny says that it's oh very very heavy. You well, just said who got eh, to stage whatever. two. Here are our teams. Team one, it's Josh, Corey, Casey. Team two, it's Melissa, Rogue, and Bananas. Team three, it's Anissa, Kyle, Jenny. Team four, Nelson, Nani, Swaggy C. Team five, Fessy, Bailey, D. The guys who want to go in and want control, it seems from the beginning of this episode that it is going heavily towards Kyle, Swaggy, and Swaggy C. And Corey. Okay, because of this whole writer thing, writer being pulled into this. We should have said that was a FaceTime. It was important is that Corey keeps bringing up like, if I'm not there with her, if I'm not there with my daughter, what am I doing here? I got to win. Got to get my skull. Got to get my skull. And we all know, okay, that it's coming to an end. They can all feel time ticking and they know that very soon there will be no more skulls to get. So you got to get a skull before the final whistle is blown. Okay, so interestingly, we get a couple of interviews from Fessy saying that he wants to make tribunal, but Fessy's already got a skull. But he's afraid because he thinks that, you know, he could still be a target here. People won't want to go against Fessy in the final. It'd be good to get Fessy the F out of here. He knows that. He wants to control his destiny. He wants in that tribunal. Corey, he's on a team with Josh and Casey, and he says in an interview, I don't trust some of these big brother people. The game that they play, they're lying, they're manipulative. Yes, they are. Kyle says in an interview to pull off a win would be a perfect storm because he is on a team with two ladies. He's on a team with Anissa and Jenny, and neither of them are going to be able to put themselves into the male tribute or the male elimination. It's a good team to be on. This starts, everybody's doing good, everybody's got to, everybody's talking about how good their teammates are. Specifically, Nelson is giving love to Nani. We love to see it. Feedback on Nani is always that she's a good teammate. Seems that she struggles as an individual competitor, but anytime someone's working with Nani, they're always like, ah, and Nani was really helping out. Well, you know, Josh, you know, uh, once said that this girl's not got no quit in her. And, got and, no quit. And I'll tell you, based on this challenge, I got to agree. Got I no quit. got to agree. I mean, she was really carrying some heavy shit. She was. Rogan and Bananas and Melissa, their team decides to like put heavy shit in a barrel and then put the lid on the barrel and roll it. And we were like, damn, that's a good idea. Until we figured out that like, how are you putting a lid on the barrel? And then they seem to struggle with that. It made no sense. And then later the lids were gone. Yeah. It made no sense to me. It was odd. Kyle gets his finger stuck before and then after commercial break, leaving us on a cliffhanger. Will his finger be cut off forever? No, it's okay. His his finger's fine. Doesn't seem to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but they did make it seem like it was going to be the biggest problem. Corey's ankle pops. 
Corey feels a pop in his ankle, and I'm like, well, there you go. Corey's done. He's out of this game, popping the ankle, the old Corey way. You know, he's pulling something, he's dragging it, he feels a pop in the ankle. I mean, how do you feel a pop in your ankle and continue carrying this stuff? Well, you know what? He threw some dust on it, he threw some dirt on it, and he's moving. Much like Kyle's finger. Much like (laughs) Kyle's finger does not seem to be an issue. Um, Although this one is played up a lot harder than the Kyle one. This one actually seems like it. He he took this injury home with him. Yes, he did. He took it back to the bunks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Then we get like a sweet little interview from Jenny about Anissa not maybe being in the best of shape. And and Nick rewound and made me look at Anissa three times. Hey, listen, I I didn't. I I rewound once because... I mean, really, Anissa looked to be in really poor shape in this. And you know what? As a guy who's really in poor shape at the moment, I would really feel it when I have to put on those outfits to go work out. And I'm seeing everybody's ripped abs through through theirs and mine's just showing my rolls. Although what you were saying, Ashley, is... It was less about her being in poor shape and more about her not looking like she was doing well in this. Like she was like huffing and puffing. Like, you could tell she was in poor shape, not like the way that her she looked in her uniform. The That's way, not what you're saying. The way Jenny... Is it? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But the way Jenny... Because I feel for her, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, God, she's got to be in there with all these idiots, all these meatheads. All these model idiots. You know, Jenny, the way that she explained it, though, in the interview, just being like, yes, um... So, Anissa, I think it might be safe to say possibly that me and Corey, who's who's her partner? Kyle. Me and Kyle are in better shape than her. I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth. But I if think If someone said that, maybe, maybe they could possibly have be a right point and and then they just cut to Anissa and it was just she's like She's huffing the, and puffing. And it was like the worst shot of her ever. It was like yeah. bad. It was like, "Oh fuck, Anissa. Come on." But she does have a red skull and Bailey and Swaggy don't. That is true. TJ blows his horn. It's time for stage 2. What? Teams made it? Oh, well, it was Jenny, Anissa, and Kyle, and Bailey, Dee, and Fessy. That's right, Dee's still on this show. We forgot. And, I mean, in this whole thing, I mean, she wins this heat. You don't see her once. We did not see Dee once performing in the Daily. It's um, wild. We, we move on to the second one, and, and because there's a lot less people in the wide shots, you do see Dee. And you hear people say Dee's name, but for the most part, I mean, they even did like a little pre-interview with the teams, the two teams that are going to go head-to-head against one another in this second heat. And you have Bailey giving an interview, and they cut to her team for like a split second, and then it's just a bunch of B-roll that she talks over because they can't show D for more than a second on uh, at, at a time. It's 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 weird. It's weird. And it's not. it's also like not helping. Yeah. You know, nothing is being made better or fixing or right by cutting D out of the show. I, I kind of feel like it's such like a strange or like a such a cop out from MTV to be like, now we're good. We're yeah, just forget gonna, all that other shit. <laughs> that we had a part in. Yeah. Now we're just going to cut this Asian woman out of our television show. And now we're going to be, we're all good. Don't blame us, you know? So it's it's... Very it's bizarre. Odd. I just don't think it's helping. Maybe it is. If it is, write to us. Yeah. Realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. It's hard to make this second thing compelling because they're literally just pulling heavy, like, bricks 
and they try really hard. They like cut it up really quickly, camera style, but it's just watching people struggle to move a brick. And that's when we get a little interview from Josh, and he says Bailey is a strong female competitor. You know that's one of the things that Josh <laughs> says over and over again. She's a strong female competitor, and that girl's got no quit in her. I love it. The um, winners Fessy are... destroys this, by the way. He's yeah. incredible at this. He Fessy's... just zips down with the sled. I'm I'm excited to have such a good-looking, competent man who seems to be sweet on the challenge. Can I just put it out there? You love Fessy. I really do. Wow. Crazy. Winners are Bailey, Fessy, and Dee. It's Fessy's first tribunal. And it's Dee's 150th time. I know, for real. On this show. I mean, uh, Dee is in the goddamn tribunal again, and immediately I'm thinking like, oh, God, is this going to be like cut up city now for the yeah. rest of this episode? Luckily, it really was not, since it's a guy's day, it was not a D-centric episode, it seems like, so... Um, so yeah, they win. I mean, uh, not exactly how I thought things were going to go down. I really did want to see somebody that had some stake that did not have, um, that did not have a skull yeah. be in the tribunal. I thought that would be more interesting, but it's good to see Fessy be a contender here. I, I like to see new people do really well. Yeah, same. Uh, that brings us back to the bunks and Kyle is going around and he wants to get everyone in the house to vote him in. He's starting a campaign to vote him in. And then Corey is like, wait a minute, I want to also be voted in by the house. And Kyle's like, what? And Corey's like, yeah, I also want to be voted in by the house. There's not that many red skulls left. And then Kyle's like, uh, okay. And then Corey's like, well, let's just, you know, we'll both do our thing and we'll see how it goes. Um, we see Josh talking to Johnny and Fessy. Josh is like, he's like all revved up. He's talking too much in this scene. Okay. Where he's like, he's like, I would never ask the house to vote me in. And Fessy's in an interview is like, Josh is playing scared. Bananas look so checked out while Fessy and Josh go back and forth and kind of argue. Fessy does has, does have chips. I do like to see him eat. Um, Nick, what do you think about all this? Uh, I just think uh, the thing I was focused on was clearly like, um, Bananas had taken a handful of chips out of Fessy's bag and he was laying down eating them. And at one point he tried to put one in his mouth and it just dropped on his chest. <laughs> I was focused on that. But Josh, though, the main event here in this scene, I mean, Josh does seem like a guy who's backpedaling. Yeah. You know, Fessy's like every time, you know, before every, uh, elimination or before every daily the guy's like i'm going in i'm going in i'm going in i'm going in this is it i need my skull i need my skull and then when it's put up or shut up time he doesn't want to be the house vote because he's afraid or he he you can tell fessy doesn't want to say that he's playing a scared game but he is saying that he's playing he does say yeah but he was like "Ah, he's he's like some people are playing a scared game yeah you can tell and it's basically because Josh's big argument is like, why would you go in? Why would you vote, let the house vote you in if you don't know what it looks like? You need to be in control, and I'll know the right moment. When it's when it's my time, I'll know. Do um, you believe him? <sighs> or do you think he's just kind of scared? I think he's a little scared. Yeah, me too. Then I, I, I wrote down, we get an interview from Melissa. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what she said. But I write next to it, well, why no interviews from Nani? This was such a Melissa interview-heavy episode, which is kind of odd because she didn't win the tribunal. Um, I mean, I guess there's she has like a scene that happens later 
very shortly, actually. But she's getting a lot of interviews this episode. Is it because of last week? I think it might be because of last week, but it also tells the D story without having D be involved in it. Wow, there you go. So I think maybe that they went in and gave her more ding, interview ding, ding, time ding. because I think, you know, that's her alliance. She's kind of holding up the fact that, hey, Josh double-crossed me, but really Josh double-crossed D. Yeah. And so... You're right. You know, I have I imagine the original cut of this was a lot of like, fuck you, Josh, I'm D, and I'm not going to let you get this skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have that any longer, so you have to kind of pop the Melissa stuff in to kind of do that lifting a bit. That brings us to, you're 100% right. That brings Well, we us, don't know that. Well, I feel it in my bed. You 100% agree with me. Yeah, but I also would bet money that that's what's going on. That brings us to House nominations. Corey and Kyle are sitting at sort of the head of the circle, and they both kind of go head-to-head and campaign why they should get the House vote. Corey brings up his kid. Um, You know, Kyle reacts as if he shouldn't have, as if that's like a low blow. But but pull out, make everything you have work for you. I think Corey should totally mention his kid here. Yeah, I wonder if, like... It almost as if it, it was as if Kyle was like, "You're not gonna like go around telling everybody to vote for me because I have a kid, right?" Yeah, like that's that's not fair. And he's I like, know. "No, I'm not gonna do that." And then immediately did that. That's Kyle kind of how reacted, Kyle was reacting a little bit. He acted shocked, and it's like, "What are you doing, dude? If I had a kid and I was trying to get in there, I'd be using that kid. Ooh, I'd be Ooh, bringing that kid up all the time. Ooh, I'd be looking at my kid, man. My kid's ugly as hell, man. What? I- <laughs> Why is my kid ugly in this scenario? Why did you just make my beautiful <laughs> child ugly that I definitely say my have kid needs braces with Fessy? My kid needs braces. Thank you very much. This is there's the house nomination is pretty lackluster, but there are two things that are very funny here um, that I enjoyed a bunch, which is when Josh, when everybody's going around saying who they're going to vote for, Josh is like, well, I swore on my family I'd give um, Corey my vote, so I'm voting for Corey. And then Kyle's like, why did you swear on your family? Yeah, that was <laughs> crazy. It was funny that he calls him out on that. Why do yeah. you think, what do you think that was about, that whole back and forth there? I think that Josh just like, I don't know. I think maybe saying I swear on my family doesn't like have the same weight to Josh as it does to Kyle or something. I don't know. What do you think? I think that Kyle has no, doesn't give a fuck about anybody saying I swear on my family. I feel like he'd swear on his family and then lie. Kyle. Um, I think it just goes in the line why people don't like Josh, where he's like, bro, seriously? I swear on my family. Yeah. Like, where you're just like, Josh, why do you? Doesn't matter. Just why are you making this more melodramatic than it has to be? You're voting for this fucking person, and you've been up my ass this entire season. So it's just like he—he's pissed off that he didn't get Josh's vote, and the idea of saying like I swore on my family, bro, like that makes no sense to me. You know that makes no sense, and this is the reason why I hate your ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does seem to light a little bit of a fuse here. It, it made me laugh. Also, there's an interesting point here where Jenny votes for Kyle, and it pisses Corey off because Corey's like, "I've basically helped you all season, and Kyle hasn't done shit for you." And then Jenny's like, "Yeah, but he's my friend." 
And it's just an interesting little, like, uh, an insight into the dynamics of what an alliance is. Yeah, the idea that people are not going to vote with the people that they're friends with outside of the house because of they made a couple of moves or that benefited somebody else or vice versa. Like, I owe you one type shit. Yes, it seems like through uh, the power of flashbacks, we got to see... um, that Corey had done a bunch of shit for Jenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things in particular. Number one, allowing her to, uh, voting for her to go in against Jen and get what he claims to be the easiest red skull in the house so far. And two, keeping her out of purgatory uh, and voting in Kayla. Mm. So those are two big things. Th- those are two valid points. But I mean, <laughs> Kyle's a Brit. They're buddies. Like, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. I'm voting for this guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've known him for so long. He's my family. Yeah. Um, And then the whole house nominations get, like, they just devolve very quickly into Melissa and Josh having words. She, pregnant and barefoot, stands on the, she doesn't know she's pregnant yet, but we know she's pregnant, stands on the coffee table and is just, like, shouting at Josh, you're no one to me. Um, a real fun Melissa moment. Happy to see her in action. Josh says she's foul. Didn't like that. Yeah. Huh. You're so foul. And then in an interview, Johnny says, you can say a lot of things about Melissa, but you can't say she's not loyal. Yeah, this is quite an outburst. I wonder, is she that upset? Why does she care that much? D came back. That's a good question. Like, stop alienating people in the house. You don't have your skull yet. You're going to need votes. Butter this guy up for next week. Maybe the bunk's getting to her. That's, by the way, Or she's realizing she's not, or she's not. Getting enough screen time? Yeah, and it's just like, put up or shut up here. I just realized that when Corey and Nelson were talking, I think Nelson said something to the effect of the bunk is getting to him. Yeah, I think he did. I think Which he, did he said that. about himself when he, was when he was being a maniac. Oh, Bunk skin to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so after, okay, basically house votes in Corey. Bada yeah. boom, bada bang. Boom. Um, afterwards, Kyle says he's heartbroken. He didn't get any votes. We see um, him then saying that like he knew Corey would get the votes, but he was doing this so that like the next time people would vote for him or something i don't fully understand his logic here and then well, it, he he seems to be baffled that he thought he had more friends in this house yeah but it's like uh, Corey is a smoother guy people want Corey to win more than they want kyle to win sorry it just think has to be Corey will win more than they think kyle will win so i mean i, I don't i didn't really glean that uh, aspect of like he was buttering people up for the next time i didn't get that well from, he said i thought i knew Corey would get the votes I was just doing it so that next time... I missed that because I I didn't notice that. Um, It's an interesting thought, I guess. Uh, I would have probably gone around campaigning then. Listen, obviously I'm not going to get this vote, but if you vote for Corey, can you please vote for me the next time? Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. But I guess he didn't know that there was going to be a next time. Right, and we don't know there's going to be a next time. Yeah, we don't know, so... Who, who knows what's going on here? But, uh, yeah, Kyle is disappointed in the outcome here, obviously. There's still a shot, though. He still could be uh, taken in by the tribunal and voted. So can't give up hope. Anissa says, hey, you're a good guy. I wish I could have helped you. Yeah, that was, like, <laughs> such a pat on the back. Like, yeah. sorry, brother. Uh, you're a good guy. But yep. uh, I had sex with Corey a few times. Yeah. So I had to vote for him. Sorry. And she, you could tell she, like, wanted to say that but couldn't really. Yeah. Like, she was like, I've 
known Corey for a while. A long time. We did Bloodlines. It's a show yeah. you've never heard of. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, you were not even on. God, Bloodlines. If Kyle's 25, was he even 20 when Bloodlines was on? Kyle's only 25 years old. He was 25 years old like a year ago. Kyle's so maybe only 26. 25 years old. <laughs> he's that like guy 26 is or 27. Lying about Hold on his one age. second. Pause this. I need to find out right now. Okay. Okay. We took a break. We are back. Ashley. How old is Kyle? 27. What? <laughs> he was born in 1992. He, this man is 37 years old. He's 27, doggy. He's as old as my sister is. Uh-huh. Sorry for giving up my sister's <laughs> age on here. But still, oh my God, there's no way. Yep, he's 27. Doesn't he have hair plugs? Looks like he has a birthday coming up on June 21st. Shout out to you, Kyle. He'll be 28. Oh, baby boy. Yep. What? Yeah. How's that make you feel? Uh, like he's lying. <laughs> I mean, you can lie about your age. Those Brits, man, they'll do anything. That brings us to a night out on the town, except for one man is staying behind to ice his ankle. That's right. Corey's injury in the daily is coming back to haunt him. And now he wonders, will this affect me in purgatory? Should I have put myself in? I'm going to stay home and ice my ankle. I would stay home and ice my ankle and not go to purgatory. I I'd would. Go, I'd march my ass right home, eat a sandwich. I would never go out the night before purgatory if I was going in. Why have people been going out the night before? I don't understand. <laughs> have you been pronouncing? <laughs> don't make fun of me. I said it wrong right then. I said pur- <laughs> purgatory. Just, I, 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 I know it's purgatory. I okay. said purgatory. Okay. okay? <laughs> Get over it. Purgatory. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're doing this uh, night up. Purgatory. I can tell Ashley is starting to I'm drag. I'm sleepy. Ashley's starting to drag. Give me a break. If I wouldn't go to Purgatory, <laughs> if I was Corey, I wouldn't go to Purgatory. Seriously, though, if I was having to go to Purgatory <laughs> <laughs> the night before, I wouldn't go out. Okay. I respect this decision. Why you haven't do. people been doing it all? freaking season as they file into the bar mtv is playing uh, a song from the offspring that was a fun that was their throwback song of the night and then we see nani and casey are flirting hard at the bar Ooh, the they love each other flying they love each other wish we could have seen more of this and th- at this point we get to see nani say to casey that if she could build the perfect human it would be her yeah so sweet. So sweet. And that's what I turned to Ashley and I was like, uh, you know what? I think I didn't realize why she didn't give a shit that Jenna and Kayla went home. Yeah. She's got she's she's, she's got a boo here. She's now. in love. Yeah. She's like, get these two idiots out of here. I'm trying to be in love. For real. And then we get a little interview from Bailey being like, if I was Casey's girlfriend, I would be upset. I wouldn't want to watch this. They're completely inseparable. They're con they sleep together. They're constantly hanging out together. They're always around each other. Why haven't we been seeing this romance blossom? I MTV? mean, really, I would have rather seen this than a lot of other stuff that I've seen on this show. A hundred percent. And and two, well, Bailey, I'm disappointed. I'm actually upset that this was not more of a storyline because I think that it would be a very cool storyline. I just find it interesting that Bailey's like, boy, if I was uh, Casey's girlfriend, I would be really disappointed in seeing her hook up. You know, she didn't hook up, but cuddle. Yeah. That, all of that stuff. We didn't see any of it. 
So yeah. the the girlfriend is finding this out through your interview, Bailey, and yeah. nothing else. Yeah. So you're the one that it's snitching. We just get two innocent bar scenes so far. Yeah. And it's like, Bailey, come on now. You don't know how the edit's going to come out. I know. Don't... Bailey really shed light on this that I didn't even know existed truly. I know. And this is, but here's the thing. We're, I, I can't, I guess we can't. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a male day this yeah. week. So it's okay. I can say this. Next week we see, or or at some point in the show we see Casey and Bailey come to. Uh, there's a big fight going on between mm, the two of them. Mm-hmm. So all I next th- week on, I think there might be a little or later in the season, later, somewhere later in the season. I think there might be a little bit of bitterness with oh. Bailey when she's hitting this interview and she wants her girlfriend to know this out of spite, possibly. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. We will never know. We see a bunch of the guys at the bar clinking drinks for a shot that served no purpose except for to be juxtaposed against this next shot, which was Swaggy and Bailey talking by themselves. And this is where they're often at the bar, the two of them are off by themselves. I feel like this must have been a lonely season for the two of them in the sense they never really found like a group. You never really see them socializing. Well, I mean, that just goes back to what uh, Fessy said at the beginning of this episode when he said that uh, Swaggy was... Never found his way. He never found his pocket in this game. Uh, yeah, like when Fessy... in Big Brother, he apparently did. Fessy's clearly in an alliance with Corey and Nelson. He's clearly like been brought into that. Can he replace Hunter? Please, God, let's hope so. Okay? Anoint him a young buck and that Hunter is officially retired. Send me that good news. Challenge gods. Um, does Swaggy not drink? I need to know. I rarely see him with a drink. And I, I think when I have seen him with a drink in the past, it was water. Someone could, find out and tell me. Could that be why he's being ostracized from the house? Mm, possibly. <laughs> They're talking because Bailey is on the tribunal, okay? She won. And Swaggy's saying he doesn't know how to get a Red Skull. He wants a Red Skull. Should he go in? Should he not go in? The weight of the Red Skull is upon him. Back at the bunker, uh, they're having the tribunal meeting. They do not show D. I mean, they are like cutting her out, like a shot where it is just framed with Bailey and Fessy. Bailey wants to bring in Swaggy. Everyone's like, okay, cool. I mean, I guess everyone's like that. Have no reaction from D. We do not see D. That's really. what I just said. I mean, completely cut out. I mean, it's completely cut out in a, in a way that. There are points in this where both Fessy and Bailey are looking to their left like they're talking to D, and we don't see who they're talking to. It's wild. I mean, it's it's really it's really insane. I mean, this is the most cut up piece of this show. Fessy wants to give um wants to is like, yeah, let's bring Swaggy in. He's also like, let's bring in Josh as well. He's also my friend. And then maybe Kyle. And then they're like, okay. So Josh, Kyle, Swaggy C come in. Their, their names get put on the board. We see this part where like Rogan is excited. His name is not up there. And then that's when I was like, oh my God, I bet there was this whole storyline here with like Rogan worried that D's made tribunal and is going to try and get revenge on him. Um, but who knows? Could be a storyline, could not be a storyline. We see him be relieved that he's not there. That brings us to the interviews. Bailey leads the interview. Um, so she's kind of like leading all the questions. Swaggy is first. And he's like, I want in. I want to go in. This is my time. And Bailey's like, okay. And it seems like they're all kind of agreeing in that moment that like 
we're going to have, you know, Swaggy go in. Like, I'm I'm here, your wife, your friend Fessy is here. And then she, I think she refers to Dee as a, a friend you've made on the show. So it seems like Swaggy's going to go in. Kyle comes up and he's like, I'd like to go in unless it's a puzzle. And then Josh comes in. He's like, I want a shot. And Fessy's like, yeah, we're probably going to send Swaggy C in. Yeah, he's like, you got to understand. I'm sitting next to his wife. Is it his wife or his fiance? I don't know. They refer to each other as husband and wife. I think that's fiance, though. Who knows? I do that with you. Yeah, but I'm uncomfortable with it, you know, and Swaggy should be as well. What? I mean, we're free men. My God. What? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it seems to be uh, pretty cut and dry. He's like, Vessie's like, yeah, I'd love to throw you in, Josh, but like, look to my right. Like, yeah. and, and Josh doesn't seem to understand this. Doesn't like, get it. He's at like all. completely personally hurt by this. Yeah. It's like, why would they throw somebody else in besides Swaggy at this moment? You're done, Josh. You should have been the house vote. Yeah, it's weird. When Josh leaves, there's like laughter, and then Fessy looks at D, I guess, like Nick said, he looks to the left and he goes, he handled that well. I'm curious as to what we lost there. I feel like we lost some information there. That I'm, brings, yeah. I'm sure we got more D because it would have been it would have been like round two of that fight that D and Josh got in last week during tribunal, but on the opposite ends of things. So yeah. I'm sure we got references to that and then more words there. Would have loved to seen it. That brings us to the bunks. Corey and Josh are talking with Johnny and Nani, who are sitting on the bed. Um, basically while they're talking, we just kind of learn that Corey is like, Corey tells Josh that Fessy's in a tough situation because he's friends with Corey and Josh. And and that is information that is supposed to be useful or maybe explain why Josh is upset in some way. I, I don't really find it doesn't help me much. Um, in the hall, we see Corey, uh, trying to stretch out his ankle. Swaggy C is talking to Corey and then in an interview, Swaggy's like, I don't know if his ankle is going to affect the game or not. Like, it could be a whole completely like a mental game. Who knows if it's going to have anything to do with the ankle. And then the light goes off, which means it's time for elimination. We're going, baby. Purgatory. Purgatory. Here we go. Purgatory. Poor. Welcome to Purgatory. Um, TJ's like, welcome guys, the house, you voted someone in, come on down, Corey, Corey comes down, TJ says, tribunal, what are your votes gonna be, and Fessy says, uh, I'm gonna put in Swaggy C, and in an interview, he's like, I'm pleasing Corey sending in Swaggy, I'm pleasing Bailey, Fessy's coming out of this with his hands clean. Yeah, he's looking good here. D votes for Kyle. Kyle gets excited. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I will get to go in. Yeah, but Bailey's the only person left to vote, Kyle. Why do you think that? Bailey votes for Swaggy. Not without saying, hey, this is really tough for me because he may may not come back. I really hope this works out. And then gives the vote to Swaggy. So Swaggy is going up against Corey. Now, what are they going up against to do, Ash? They're playing something called Launch Bucket, and it's a giant crate that they are... They're harnessed uh, like above the crate and then they can swing back and forth and they're trying to hit buttons that turn lights on above the crate. Yup. 
It's like a pendulum type exercise. They have to generate their own momentum to swing back and forth. If they hit the same button twice, they turn the light off. So you just want to hit it once. So it's supposed to be both an endurance and a memory type elimination. Um, it could be anyone's game here. Where was this on the Jordan uh, elimination? Wow. Where was this on the J elimination? Wow. All of a sudden, we got these eliminations with Wes and Johnny, with where it's just like, oh, yeah, you're suspended by a wire, and you have to use your memory to do yeah, this Yeah, great it's point. Like, you know, they were using some sort of, like, it's a little bit of endurance, a little bit of physicality, and a little bit of brain power. Uh, but like, then there's just one or two of them here where it was like, if you are a smaller person, there's no way you're going to win this. If you're a smaller person, we're going to give you a concussion. Yeah. We're going to let a guy who's completely out of your weight class pick you up and slam you on the ground. Uh, I just don't, I don't know. It doesn't sit right, I guess. This, uh, this elimin these eliminations and these dailies have been uh, overall subpar, I would say, in the challenge universe. I'm also finding that. It hard, and this is might just be me. I may be dumb. I'm finding it hard to follow the eliminations sometimes or the dailies, uh, especially the dailies. There's so many people they have to film, and it's just I never know who's in the lead. I mean, they do that purposely, but for this one in particular, okay, so like they'll swing back and forth, hit their button, and then anytime they would hit a button. Like a, there would be some sort of, um, you know, special effect where the screen would turn orange and then they would kind of circle the light that turned on. Mm. I can only imagine they had to do this in post because when they saw it on uh, the raw feed of, of this, that it did not read on camera, mm. that lights were turning on and off. They just weren't bright enough and you couldn't see where anybody was. I found this to be very distracting and I couldn't, you could not tell who was winning unless there was a leaderboard in the corner, which there was for most of this. Yeah, It was cut up quite a bit, but this was just, they could not follow the action here. And it was just not interesting to watch as on your television. Something that I find both like entertaining but also confusing is that I think for, you know, eliminations, they will sacrifice the audience's ability to understand what is going on for a sense of excitement. So like this particular elimination, there were so many cutaway shots from the perspective of the corner of the crate which made it very hard to understand what was happening with that particular player, but it did look cool. So at times you're like, oh, it's like we're in a music video and there's like a feeling of excitement, but it's kind of disorientate. It's disorienting and it doesn't, um, it doesn't help you follow what's happening. It, you can't, you have trouble following along. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And we're going to cut to the chase here. It looks like, First of all, Swaggy says that he's got the reach on Corey. Corey's like... And, and he's got the memory. And, well, but then Corey says that, hey, listen, I've been playing memory games with uh, my daughter for a couple years now, and maybe being a dad might help me here. Both guys had struggle at first to figure out kind of the mechanics here, and it uh, eventually it seems maybe Fessy's... Re uh, uh, Swaggy's reach does help him at the beginning of this where he kind of gets a quick lead on Corey once he's, uh, they kind of both start rolling. Eventually, it seems like 
Corey gets the mechanics here. He realizes that you're not really supposed to be grabbing this crate thing that you're, you know, this this big can that they're kind of swinging on. It seems like Swaggy is using his hands a lot to drag him and swing himself when Corey is kind of kicking off the wall and then landing, swinging over in the air and then landing over by the other ones. And that's what he pulls ahead. And eventually, yes, Corey gets the victory. He gets his red skull. He shoots into the air. Nelson says he was lifted up like a hero. Something yeah, like that, something Nelson like that. said. And that was the episode. Swaggy's going home. Swaggy's going home. Which stinks for Bailey. It's going to be hard. I wonder what she's going to be like without Swaggy in the house. Swaggy seems to think that she might blow up a few times. She says, I, the plan was just for me to stay here as long as I possibly could to get him to the end. Yes. And, and it, then have him win us the money. And now she doesn't feel like she's going to fare well. Mm. Interesting. It's interesting to speak like that on a show mm. like this, you mm. know? Uh, but yes, that has been the show. We did get like a, a like an extended uh, next week on, which I can't tell if this is actually all the scenes that we saw is from next week's episode. I think it's from this season. Right. So I don't know how many more episodes we have. I mean, this is the 12th episode. I can only imagine maybe four, maybe something like that, uh, including the reunion. Um, But who knows? We are coming down to it. Although they've, TJ has said we are coming down to it for the past five episodes, so who really knows? But that has been our recap. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you're peeping our Monday eps. Every Monday we drop an episode. We're having a lot of fun over there, always. We got Patreon, as I said before, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Sign up for that $5 bonus tier. Get yourself a sticker. Plus, you get two episodes from us a month on the Patreon feed. You can follow us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M A R I T A T O. And folks, if you just want a little more of Nick and Ash, well, I have a different podcast. And it's called Ep by Ep, a podcast about step by step. That's right. Oh my right. God, I can't believe we're doing this. I recap the 90s TGIF gym step by step, one episode at a time. I started with the first episode. I'm going to the very end. We're about 11 episodes in, something like that. Ash has been my guest a few times. Why don't you go check those out? They're different than these, and they're a lot of fun. Folks, that has been the show. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, may TJ always be in a tank for some dumb reason. And may he tell you to enjoy purgatory. Purgatory. (laughs) Bye.